gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sekou Gathers, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Yes, 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 yes. Good people, we are back in the building. Truth Prescription episode. Today I have the distinct pleasure of interviewing Amber Jelanus. Or is it Jelanus? Jelinas, yes, it's French. Yeah, and most people don't get it, so don't worry. Jelinas, I put my French. Amber Amber, Amber is a uh, actor and a model, but she was most well known for her stint on the show The uh, Bachelor in Australia back in 2014. Um, Amber got her start at 16 modeling. Uh, went to college in actually Canada, which is random, (laughs) Um, was sort of discovered by an agent in a hot tub, which is kind of a cool place to be discovered or rediscovered, and then um, moved to Australia at some point and uh, was a nanny for a gay single guy who had twins. (laughs) She's had a very uh, interesting, varied and sundry experience. And uh, obviously did The Bachelor, uh, which we will get into, and was very uh, infamous for her, uh, for her, uh, or we'll call it emotional outbursts on the show. (laughs) That's that's a good way to sum it up. Good way to sum it up. Yep. And um, now she's focusing on her acting and writing. Amber, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Excellent. Now, Amber, where, where are you right now? What, where are you in the world? You know what? I'm actually in Vancouver, Canada right now, um, Canada working right now. on some things here. There's actually a really big film industry here in Vancouver. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just focusing on my writing and stuff like that. Just kind of taking a little time out and then I'll be back in Australia um, in the new year. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. We can jump right in on the truth prescription, as you know, and I'll just give a summation for the new listeners, but my old listeners know. The premise of the show is that all successful people, no matter their industry, have had to go through and deal with certain truths. And it was until they accepted those truths that they were able to actually break through and become more and more successful. So in my own experience, in my own life, that's been the pattern. And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy doing this show. So, Amber, let's jump right in. You want to do personal or professional? What do you want to do? Ooh, um, let's let's start personal. Let's do personal. Okay, that's you. You're brave. You are. You are brave. an actress. You are uh-huh, an actress. You're brave. You. you know, most people hide from the personal. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Most, well, I'm I'm not like everyone. <laughs> I see that. I mean, yeah. Most of my guests they give me a, a professional first, or they try to mix the personal and the professional together, and then they're like, ah, the personal. I don't know if I want to talk about that. So that's good. <laughs> We're gonna get. We're gonna go deep. We're gonna expose, explore, and expose. Let's do it. You know, I, I feel as though, in some regards, I have been fairly exposed. I mean, when you do something like reality TV, yeah. Although it is heavily edited, you know, you are putting yourself out there. You're not. You're not acting. You're. You become maybe a typecast or a character, but it's all real. Like it's yeah. all out there. So yeah. I feel like after that whole experience, I can handle a little little <laughs> personal truth. <laughs> 
<laughs> so so tell us a tell us a story uh, about a truth that you were ignoring that you had to accept. Um, okay, well, really interesting. So you touched on the fact that um, I randomly went to um, college in Canada. So yes. I did. I, you know, I'm half Chinese and half French. And so obviously being Asian, my parents are like, you got to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, like actress model. That was not in the spectrum of what I could be. Sure. So I went to school for something very boring, very dry, made my parents happy. What? Tell us, what was that? So I, I went to school for oil and gas land administration. So I dealt with buying and selling of oil and gas land. I know, right? I know. Sorry, totally. folks, I just passed out, sorry. Oh, man, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. <laughs> well, and it, there came a point where, you know, I would be at my office and I would, you know, just be sitting at my desk being like, I am so much better than this. Mm. And I was writing a blog at the time and I was spending more time blogging than I was doing my actual job. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was taking, you know, all of my sick days and I was taking all of my um, personal days or vacation days to go on auditions and stuff like that. And I kept on getting these jobs and trying to have to work around it. And actually, this is really crazy. At 25, I actually lost my vision, my actual eyesight. What? Yeah. That is crazy. crazy. One, like literally one day. Both um, eyes? Yeah, uh, both eyes. So what would happen is all of a sudden my vision would completely go. It would be, wow. um, I'd see blurred in double vision for 20 seconds. Then it would go back to normal and fluctuate back. Wow. And That wasn't online anywhere. Jeez. Yeah, it was crazy. And um, so I couldn't do my job. I had to go into disability. Sure. And I was really depressed. And it was funny because that's when I, I ended up at this random hot tub <laughs> and I got caught by this agent and she right. was like come in and because I wasn't working I was able to go into her agency like right away and I ended up getting cast put on a job like that day yeah and um yeah you were like in some mountain somewhere it was crazy I right? was yes yeah. that's right yeah yeah so we got um flown up to this famous ski resort and shot at the top of a mountain <laughs> um it was beautiful it was amazing could you see and could you see <laughs> Were you able to well, see it that yeah. <laughs> well, this is the interesting thing. So the makeup artist went to go do my makeup and I was I was gonna tell her, I was gonna say, like, you know, by the way, like if my eyes are kinda twitchy, blah blah blah, like this is that and for the first time in six months I realized wow, I can see, mm. like my vision's not fluctuating. Wow. And it was as though and the doctors didn't have any answers. They're like, You've passed every test, like yeah. we don't know what this is. Yeah. And um, they were like, you know what? It's conversion disorder. Tell the people what conversion disorder is. Interesting. So basically, if you have a mental or emotional, let's say trauma for lack of a better term, and it's not dealt with properly, the symptoms can start to manifest themselves physically. Mm. So ironically enough, what my body was telling me was I'm not seeing something. Like my vision's clouded. Yep. And every time I went on a casting call, every time I got an acting gig, every time I booked something, all of a sudden my vision would clear. Mm. And it got progressively better. And then I finally just got up the balls to like fully quit my job, leave disability, move overseas and be like, screw it. I'm just going to follow my dreams, see what happens. And my vision has been back to normal ever since. Wow. How did your parents deal with that? My parents had a really hard time. I was, okay. you know, it was it was really difficult. I, you know, I was 25 years old. I was very successful at my oil and gas career. I had done a lot of things. I had a lot of industry recognition. And um, all of a sudden, like, we thought, we actually thought that I had MS. We thought that I had mm, cancer. Like, sure. it's really hard for your, you know, your parents to think, wow, my kid's 25. Like, what if they have a life-threatening illness? You made it clear. I'm, I'm out of here. How do they deal with that? You know what? I think it... At that stage, I mean, at 25, they were kind of like, okay, like, you know, 
We get it. I think that they had doubt and question. They're like, you know, this is kind of a stupid idea, but at least you have your education. You can always fall back on it. Sure. Like, I guess take a chance. But, um, you know, to this day, they, they still struggle with it. I was talking to my brother the other day. He's an engineer, classic Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, he, you know, he was telling me, he's like, you know what, Amber? He's like, so what do you do? Like, what, what does a writer do? What does your day look like? I'm like, oh, you know, I got to get eight hours of sleep, have a cup of coffee, feel inspired. He's like, I don't know if this has longevity. And I'm like, you know what, bro? You just got to follow your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, you know, like he, I still get a bit of heat from my family, but they've just accepted me for me now. Yeah. Well, you're not homeless. So, you know. Yeah. That's really good. Right. That's step one. (laughs) Right. Step one is don't be homeless. Yeah. Right. Right. So you're taking care of yourself. You're not homeless and you're not on on a pole somewhere in a strip club. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't have the dance skills. Right. Right. So so you're doing doing all right. That's funny. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So the truth for you was that when you ignore your own truth or when you ignore what's gnawing at you, then it could literally make you sick. Is that is that the truth that you... Uh... Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, the message that I got and the truth that I found was, you know, I guess... I guess the truth that I found would be, you know, you just have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your dreams. You have to believe in your vision. You have to believe yeah. in your own truth, you know? When you have believe, that message... In you said believe in your vision, pun intended. That's funny. Yeah, pun intended, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, you have to believe in your truth. Like, I always knew that... I wasn't, I was going to be different. I always knew that. I always knew I was going to be something big. I remember being a little girl and dressing up in my mom's, you know, silky nightgowns. And I used to take her mittens and put them on my feet so that it was like a stiletto heel where the thumb was. Uh. And I would walk around and I would be like, mommy, I'm a model. Mommy, look at me. And I always (laughs) knew I was going to be something different. And, you know, I finally acknowledged the truth. And uh, yeah, I just learned to go with it. Now, you can you tell the people how old you are? Are you not telling your age? Oh, no, I'll tell you. It's all good. I'm 30 now. I actually just turned 30. Okay. Oh, so this is recent. This is only five years ago. Okay. Yeah, it all happened okay. really fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Okay, awesome. All right, so that was your, your personal truth. Now, let's go jump into, into the professional. All right, professional truth. Hmm. Let me think. You know, look... Writing, acting, the show. Writing, you know, you talked a lot about the show. So, you know, if you don't want to talk about that, I'm okay with that. This is a new, a new era, a new stage of of, of Amber's life. You know what I mean? So, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I um, I feel as though the show, the show is really what catapulted me into kind of the public eye. Sure. And I think that you know, there's been a lot said and done about the truth about that. The um, I think more so. Let's put it into the broader spectrum of you know a professional truth, is that. You know, if you want a big life, Mm -hmm. you need to accept that everything inside of that life is big. You know, when you have really high highs, they're huge. You have huge successes, like massive. But when you have really low lows, like it's bad. Like Mm -hmm. you, I think every artist, you know, whether it's actor, singer, model, whatever it is, I think everyone can admit like they've dealt with depression at some time. Yeah. And, you know, dealing with being in the public eye, it's like that's, it just kind of magnifies everything. It can be really Mm -hmm. intense. And then, you know, if tabloids and stuff like that get a hold of it, like it's, it's really difficult, really, really hard time. And I think something that I've experienced and something that I've accepted is having that big life is the truth is yeah you go through the high highs but you get the lows the truth is there's always light at the end of the tunnel on it so you just have to keep your head up and keep working keep grinding keep you know 
keep going at it. Know that there's going to be something good coming out at the end. And you hope that light at the end of the tunnel is not a train coming. Yeah, you know, fingers <laughs> crossed, man. But sometimes you just got to take that chance. Right, right. Be courageous. So it's almost like the the cliche term, take the good with the bad. But it seems it, it sounds more like you're saying that if you if you want to be big, part of the payment this is the truth. Part of the payment is also dealing with the um, the lows of of that as well. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that would be my biggest truth. Is you know, yeah, you you take the good with the bad, and you just keep rolling with it, and you just make something good out of it. All right, cool, cool. All right. Uh, let's jump into some questions. Okay. Uh, you talked a little bit about um, that after the show, y- you almost didn't know who you were, and um, yeah. you actually went into a you had a you had an eating disorder. Um, take t- take us just take us through a little bit about um, your bout with the eating disorder and sort of what what you would encourage people that maybe dealing with that now to do you know what it um I've dealt with I've dealt with an eating disorder you know majority of my life and it's hard being in an industry like modeling and I found that after the show you know camera adds 10 pounds that is not a lie so you know you're Okay. with that okay but um you know then on top of it you know i i saw myself on camera and like i didn't realize it but i was dealing with depression while i was filming on the show okay. and i had gained a lot of weight on the show and you know then it went to air and of course people on social media they're not nice no <laughs> they're not always nice and yeah. you know hearing things about yourself and your body constantly you start to believe them and unfortunately that can become your truth if you let it And I guess that it just, it got too much for me. And then it became a thing of control where like I had to control what I was eating. I had to, it was like everything else in my life was spinning out of control. So the one thing that I could control was my eating until it was the point where I got really sick. And, you know, I had some friends and some family kind of like have an intervention with me and it took a long time. Like it's, it's not an overnight fix. It's, it was baby steps and getting help. I had to go and see a psychologist. It, um, you know, I had to literally retrain myself to eat and to be healthy. And it's something to this day that I still work at it every day. So, um, you know, if, if there is anyone out there struggling, I think the best thing that I would say is just take baby steps and be really gracious with yourself. You know, you're not a bad person for having an eating disorder. It's a disease and you can't control it. It's something that happens. And I, I found being, being honest with the people around me and just saying like, I'm, I'm struggling. And if I'm, you know, skipping one meal a day, yeah, that's not ideal, but it's better than skipping every meal. And I'm going to get there slowly with help. Right. All right. So step by step, day by day. Step by step, day by day, and you know, it's you don't have to be afraid to go and get help. I think that you know, I'm a total pro psychology person, and I think (laughs) everyone should have a psychologist. I swear, yeah, yeah, therapist. Go out there and get that help, baby. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we're um, we're pretty much programmed from from birth. um, You know, based on our, our really our parents. You know start the programming there and so then you grow up and you come into the world and you're like oh shit do I really think that way you know uh, do I really feel that way so I agree with you you know a therapist is important because they can give you a, a sort of an, an objective mirror as to you know um, well maybe it's this way it's not the way you've been thinking for 20 years you know absolutely yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know what? Yeah, it was it was something that I found to be really helpful. And yeah, I think I think it was something that really helped me in that, you know, kind of that dark time and the things that I was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, you know, a lot of um, television and film, um, they sort of encourage a certain look and physique from from women. And um, I think I had either read something or saw something where you were sort of pr- particularly annoyed by that. Do you think that that's evolving uh, in today's uh, film and TV? You know what? I think it is. I think that it's um, I think it's slowly evolving. You know, you're seeing more and more designers put bigger sizes on the runway to make a point and to make a statement of, you know, I'm not going to be a part of that industry. Or, you know, I was actually just looking at Instagram this morning when I woke up and I noticed this like, beautiful girl and she was had this curvy figure and you know she was modeling in Europe and I was like wow that's so cool like it's so beautiful to see Mm. her represented by this huge agency and like so much praise for her body and for her beauty and for things that aren't the norm and I yeah I think that there will always be pressure to look good that's just kind of you know the nature of being in the spotlight but I do think the times are changing and I I love that I think that it's such an important thing to be body proud and Mm -hmm. you know to support all shapes and sizes yeah has have you have you gotten um, more body proud as the years have gone on? I'm a woman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> it's, it varies because you by post. Day. I mean, you post a lot day. of a lot of body shots, right, on, on your IG account. So, um, yeah. you know, is are you posting just for your fans? Are you posting because you're becoming more confident, or how? Where are you with that? I would say, you know what, I would say that I'm becoming more confident. I would say that, you know, instead of being like, oh, I have to pose like this and I have to do that. And, you know, I, I need this angle. I'm like, you know what, I just want to post a selfie and I just want to look good and I just want to feel hot and I'm doing it for me. And I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm tired of impressing people or trying to play the game. I'm just doing me. Hmm? Just doing you. I saw, well, you're taking the pictures for you and I saw you You mentioned somebody named Bay, B-A-E. Like bay, like your bay, and yes, you, you were like in yeah. the Greek islands or some shit. You were like, you know, do, you were doing some like wild trip where you were first. You started somewhere and then you went to the Greek islands. I was like, this is a yeah. very, very nice so, jet, uh, jet setting she's doing here in uh, yes. in the Greek islands. Where were you? So, it was um, the Greek islands. Where were you before the Greek islands? I forgot. Um, so where was I? Um, so I was in the, I spent majority of my summer in Europe. So I was in the Canary Islands um, for a little bit, and mm-hmm. then. Actually, Basically, so my partner and I, so yeah, something a lot of people don't know is I, I am in a relationship. Okay, excellent. And um, so it was my 30th birthday this year and his 40th birthday. So um, for our birthdays, he took us to Europe. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so we went, uh, where were we? Yeah, we, we did like Amsterdam, Prague. Um, we did Croatia. And then Croatia, we ended that's up- the one I saw, right. I saw oh, Croatia and then I, and then I saw um, the Greek island. I was like, ooh. That's yeah, nice. the Greek islands were beautiful. Yeah. It was it was heavenly. It was so good. Excellent. All right, so you're taking selfies for Bay as well. So excellent. Taking yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> you know, it's funny because he's he's a very private person. Um, okay. he's he's in the corporate world and he okay. does you know very well for himself. Right. And he's not into any of the social. Me- he doesn't have social media. He's not into it. He yeah. doesn't get it. And he's right. a very private person. And he doesn't he want to be on camera. Photos. Yeah. What's that? He doesn't want to be on camera. He doesn't want to be on IG. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And so, you know, it's it's always a bit, you know, elusive to the fact that I'm in a relationship. Yeah, yeah I picked that up. I mean, you said Bay, and then you said something yeah. else about, there was another post where you were like, 
um, did my two favorite things, waking up you and this view or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. we she's, do. She's we try- have a beautiful home. She's trying to let us know. She's trying to, she's trying I'm to, trying let, to let you know. guys know. Yes. Thank <laughs> you for picking up on that. The subtle hints. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, that's part of what I do. All right. So listen, <laughs> let's jump into yes or BS. Okay. Uh, the, the people know the, the, the game, but I'll, I'll just re- reiterate it. I'm going to make a statement and then you're going to say yes or BS. And then you can go into why you think it's either or, or you cannot. It's up to you. All okay. Right? You ready? Yep. Ready. Number one. Okay. And I'll put my radio voice on. Number I like one, the radio voice. <laughs> reality TV is complete fiction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I know. Mine's blown all over. I know, wow. right? Let's get into it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You wanna, Look, you wanna, I, yeah. I was just as mind blown as you are. I thought the reality TV, like, it, it was real. I didn't realize how, you know, line-fed, how heavily produced, produced how, yeah. you know, like, it's, you know, how many takes that you have to do. Yeah. I'm like, I just thought I was going to be, like, on Big Brother where it's all cameras all day and then, you know, yeah. figure it out from there. Yeah. No. I got a, a sense of it. A good friend of mine, he's a transplant surgeon, and figure he was on a reality TV show. And they were in a hospital, right? So you figure yeah. this is like very serious content. Yeah. And he was telling me like there'll be times they were like, "Oh, can we do that again? And can you say this?" Yeah. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was very like, surprised. Like, yeah. Or they'd be like, you know, can you say it like this? Right. Or they'd be, you know, you'd be having a conversation, and then all of a sudden a producer would come up and be like, "But girls, maybe you want to talk about." How Jessica made out with Blake, and you're like, yeah, can you believe that Jessica's such a slut? Right, yeah. right, right. And it's like you give them what they want. Right. It's like, okay, of yeah. course, like that's why you're there. You know, I wanted to ask you about something. There was a a scene when you got a rose, right? You came out and you kind of <laughs> sat down, and you're laughing. And uh, you were basically like pretty much gloating the fact that you got this 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 rose. And and like talking to you now and looking at the character then, I just I don't know. I felt like it, you were acting a little bit for me. You know, know what? You know what? Here's the thing. It's I mean it's it's heavily edited. So when when I get nervous, okay, I get like a little bit sarcastic and I kind of okay. like use my humor. And you're right. Maybe it is. It's a bit of like acting. Yeah. And I was like really nervous. I was going into a house with a bunch of girls who were like obviously going to be jealous and grilling me. Yeah. And I was just kind of like playing it off and being sarcastic. But the way it came off was like, oh, that bitch. And I was like, no, I was like kind of joking. And I was nervous. But when I get nervous, I do like, I do really awkward things and I try to make light and then it just comes yeah. across as weird and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It didn't okay. work for me. All right. Well, you're over and done with that. Okay. <laughs> Number two, emotional pain is needed for growth. Yes, total yes. Okay. Um I think that, you know, it's such a cliche saying, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're going to go through obstacles, but those obstacles are what make you great. You know, they're, yeah. they're part of your story. They're part of your journey. They're part yeah. of your truth. Yeah. Part of your DNA. Yes. Totally. Number three. People younger than 35 should not be on reality TV. Ooh, people younger than 35. No, no, uh, I said 25. I said 25. Oh, 25. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering. I'm like, that's a, that's a big gap. Kind of old. Uh, 25. Uh, you know what? I, I actually will say BS. It's okay. hard, for, hard for me to say that, but... Okay. okay. Um, I would say BS. I think that 
you need to be a very mentally strong person in order to do it. And I think that there need to be other things coming from the production side of it that need to be taken care of. If you have someone, let's say you have some girl who's 18 years old going on The Bachelor. I think that it's important to have her be educated on, you know, what can happen and fully know that these are the services that we can provide to help you if you're in a dangerous place or if you are dealing with depression yeah. or if you're dealing with anxiety or with this and that. So I think that there shouldn't be an age limit, but there should be a limit on the abuse that the production companies do to the do to these people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that whole thing I read about you're not allowed to talk to anybody while you're shooting. I was yep. like, that's that's pretty crazy to just be completely isolated from friends and family. I mean, I could yep. see if they if they just say, listen, you can't talk about the show or talk about, but you, I mean, you know, so that that part of it even is is almost like Stockholmish, where it's like, you know, it, it, like, it is. It was like in I filmed, so I filmed on the show for two months, yeah. and on two, for two months, I had two phone calls to my family. And keep in mind that my family's all overseas. Like I'm completely by myself. They're probably yeah. wondering if I'm alive. Yeah. And they literally, it was like a prison phone call. I had to have the, you know, <laughs> producer there on a speakerphone saying to my mom, um, you know, you, you can talk about just basic things. Hi, how are you? No current events. No this. You can't ask her any questions about how things are going. And I literally had wow. two minutes. Wow. It was literally a prison phone call. So two of those over two months. Wow. That's it. And I begged for them. Ah, <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Number four. Women in modeling are objectified. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I want to say half-half. <laughs> <You're sorry, laughs> can I say, say half true, yes, half yes? Yes, yes, you can say in the middle, yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to say half-half on that one. Yes. I think that there is definitely... Um, area for women to be objectified, but you're only going to be objectified if you allow yourself to be. Okay. So it's up to you to create your own limits and your own boundaries. And I've been put in situations before, particularly when I was younger, where I didn't feel comfortable. And, you know, I just said, like, I don't want to do this. Or, like, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Okay. And, you know, I, I walked away and walked away from, like, a paid gig. But I'm, like, at 16 years old, I shouldn't be put in, like, you know, barely any clothing and, like, not have my parents there. Like, it yeah. just felt really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so I think, you know, yeah, could I have been objectified? Totally. But did yeah. I choose to say no? Yeah. That's good. I, you know, that you have that, that strength, that internal strength. Um. You know, there are a lot of women, you know, you, I'm sure you, you've heard about all the things coming out now in the States with all of the sexual course, harassment. Yeah. As you're saying this, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if Harvey Weinstein came up to you and was like, listen, uh, you want to come up to my hotel room? <laughs> you know, <laughs> talk about your script. Yeah, you know, right. Totally. Like, you know, kind of, you know. No, I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. again, like we can talk about the script in the lobby. Like we don't need to go to your room to talk about the script. Exactly. And that's the thing. <laughs> I think a lot of girls though, you know, they get kind of starry eyed and they're like, really? You mean it? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, number five, a woman or man can find real love on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Oh, uh, let's just be honest here. Have you seen the track record of the show? 
I, I'm gonna I, stay I haven't really followed it too much. I actually watched this last stupid. My wife made me watch the Bachelorette. This last, the the American Bachelorette that just oh. um, just wrapped a couple months ago. I actually watched a few episodes of that. So we'll see what happens with that. But I don't know. Uh, is the track record that they don't find love typically? The track record. I would. I'm gonna say BS for the answer. And yeah, the track record. I would say not the best. Like maybe, maybe let's say you can maybe have a, a relationship that forms, but I would say the longevity of like actually finding love and actually like getting married up and wifed up. And let me ask you, is the guy actually like sleeping with all those women? No. Okay. So common misconception. So like he doesn't even live in the same mansion as us. Okay. He lives in a totally separate um, location, which we don't even know about. Okay. And then on top of it, we, we don't even see him. And anytime that we do, it's so heavily produced yeah. because like if we're on a date with him, you know, there needs to be like a producer helping us for questions and things to do. And then as soon as we start getting into him, they're like, okay, now we're going to do separate interviews. And then it's like, they put us back with him and it's like, alrighty, uh, where were we? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, so it's, very yeah, Like you don't even, you don't even get to know the person really. Okay. That's, that's actually a good, a good piece of uh, behind the scenes. Insider info. Yeah. All right. Number six. Amber's French parent was more strict than her Asian parent. Ooh, um, well, you know what, actually, my dad passed away when I was really young. Okay. So, but the stories that I have heard about my dad, um, yeah, my dad probably would have been the more strict one. My brother tells me stories. My dad was like an absolute nutter, like <laughs> a parent, like absolute nutter. Like, keep in mind, my dad fought in the Vietnam War. So we're mm. Chinese, but our wow. family lives in Vietnam. Wow. And my dad fought in the Vietnam War and came to Canada as a refugee. So wow. I'm going to say dad was probably the crazy strict one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number seven. Amber Jelenas, oh, excuse me, Jelenas. Yes. Is a better model than an actor. Ooh. No, I'm going to say that I'm a better actor. Ah. Maybe that's my, that's just my belief because okay. to me, I don't know. I think anyone can take a photo. I think acting is a talent. It's a gift and it's something with emotional presence and we know I'm emotional. So yes. <laughs> that was proven. Yes. It, it's there's proof. Yes. All right. This is the last one. Number eight. Okay. I don't want to frame this question. Um, <laughs> This is the one I was telling you I thought of earlier today. Okay, I'm excited. It's the yeah, surprise question. Yeah, this is a bonus, bonus question. Okay. Um, in Hollywood or in the, we'll just say in the film world. No, I'll say in the entertainment industry, that's better. There we go. An intelligent woman is more threatening than a beautiful woman. Ooh, good question. <laughs> more threatening. Ooh, that's really tough. <laughs> Ah, oh, man. You know what? Mm-hmm. I am going to say it depends on the audience, objective to the audience, because I would say that now when me, I Now, let me, let me just, when okay. I say in the industry, I'm talking about like people with decision-making. Uh, oh, decision-making. The ability to green light things, producers, you know, uh, uh, heads of studios, things like that. Um, I actually think that a beautiful person is probably more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because at the end of the day, we're very heavily drawn to the physicalities 
of each person inside of the industry. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're specifically, you read any casting call and it's like, okay, looking for, you know, tall brunette, this, that, like they physically describe. So if you don't fit into that description, then sorry, it's not yours. Is <laughs> <laughs> what it is. Right, right. Okay. All right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. What? I loved it. I love playing that game. It's yeah. fun. Well, that yeah no that's that that's my last question that's and that's all I've got right now for the show. Um, all right, people, yeah, I loved it. This is great. Tell the people how they can follow you. Tell them your Instagram, your Twitter, how they can reach your Facebook, all that. Yeah, so I actually, you know what, I've downsized on my social media, so I'm okay. now just an Instagram girl. But you can okay. catch me on Instagram at amber dot spelled G E L I N A S. Okay. And keep up to date with all of my travel photos, all of my horrible selfies, and all that good stuff. <laughs> right. Take us on some of your acting auditions, too. Show us your, your things you're, Absolutely. Right, you're writing. Absolutely. I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. excited to be sharing that with you guys. Yeah, it'll, it'll take a bit more time, but I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I am, um, because my followers know they can find me at the Truth Prescription, but I'm going to give, since we're talking to, to an actress here, I'm going to give my... Uh, my film Instagram. So you guys can follow me on at Lion Films LLC NYC one. That's kind of a mouthful too long. <laughs> Lion Films L I O N F I L M S L L C N Y C one uh, to check out my film endeavors. Amber, listen, this was great. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. I'm glad too. It's been a blast. I've really yeah. enjoyed uh, being on the podcast. Love the podcast. And I Excellent. can't wait to hear more. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to sign off, good people. As I always say, the truth will set you free if you let it.